Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> so we don't want to grow up podcast for Stacey and Pete. And we are very excited to be here. As per usual. Per usual. <laughs> so this week, just thought I would share again some fun posts and interactions that we've had on our Instagram and TikTok. If you are not following us, come check us out. Please do. So, okay. I don't know if you remember. You didn't ever go to like MTV Spring Break, right? No, I wanted to, but I never got to. Yeah, same here. So I've been looking up a lot of, I mean, I remember watching them, you know, like glued to my TV during spring break. Mm -hmm. And it's been really fun to go back and like just search on YouTube for all these old, you know, spring break videos. There is a performance that I remember when it aired. And every time, like so far, I've, you know, we've only had this podcast and page for like a year and a half, but we were, you know, we were doing pretty well by this time last year. So I shared this video last year and it was, it was probably one of my first like huge posts that had like a really big reaction. Yeah. And so I was like, I think this needs to be an annual thing. And a lot of people on there agree. There were a lot of people that had been following us for that long and they were like, yes, do it every year. (laughs) So it is Bush performing Glycerine. At MTV Spring Break 1996, which was in Panama City Beach, Gavin singing that song in the rain. They wanted him to stop. They wanted to, like, postpone the performance, but he just wanted to keep going. It is amazing. So good. It is. This is the one I should have been at. This was my year to have been there. Oh, apologies, but he was really hot in that. He was very hot. (laughs) That curly, wet hair. Oh. <laughs> it's true, though. I'm glad you can recognize that. <laughs> anyway, so huge reaction there. And if you haven't seen it, go scroll through. Find it on our TikTok or Instagram. There's a longer version on Instagram. Did you just call it TikToker? <laughs> TikToker Instagram. <laughs> the TikToks and the Instagrams. I'm here on my TikToks. <laughs> also, this one, this show just randomly popped into my head the other day and Mm -hmm. i was like oh i wonder if i can find this intro so do you remember the show called popular no this was one of ryan murphy's first shows ryan murphy who did american horror story glee you know all that i mean he's still doing american horror story none of these have i watched yeah i thought you watched some american horror story with me i started to yeah oh it's just not your thing it's not my thing it's a little too weird for you i think yeah it's not scary enough I expected it to be a little scarier. Well, that first season, Murder House, is pretty scary. I just didn't I didn't find myself being scared enough. It was, you're right, it's too weird. I'm not into weird horror. I'm more into scary horror. Yeah, I Two really- Two different genres of it. There are seasons that I like more than others, for sure. But anyway, this was one of his first- I think there were only two seasons, so it ran from 99 to 2001, but it is like peak- Late 90s, early 2000s style, hair, everything. Just watching the intro yes. is a blast from the past. It is amazing. I have no idea what it was, but I watched the intro just to get that feel of that time period because holy cow, did it capture it. Yes. It had uh, Leslie Bibb, Carly Pope, Sarah Rue. I mean, a huge cast. Yeah. 
Ron Lester, who mm-hmm. has since passed away, but he was on, you know, Varsity Blues, Freaks, yeah. Freaks and Geeks, and this. Um, anyway, that was a huge post. People were so excited about that. Were they? Yes. So many people were that were like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about this show, which is so funny because to me, like, that doesn't seem like that should be that long ago. But yeah, I came across something this week that felt like that, where it was something from either 98 or 99, and it felt like it was still current. And then I had to remember that it's 20 something years ago. Right. Just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So we've still been getting like all of these prom photos and vintage, which I'm sorry to say vintage, but if it's 20 years or older, it's vintage. I saw that post as well, by the way. Bedroom photos. I love those where you can see just how, because I mean, we really cared about how our bedrooms, like our bedrooms were like our own personal design. It was, it was curated to what we loved. And I'd love seeing what everybody sends me because there are similarities, but everybody's is unique. So I'm curious for the parents in the audience that have kids that are about, you know, the age we would have been when we would have been doing that to our bedrooms. Yes. Are kids still doing anything like that? It's like, I think we assume that kids aren't. And I I definitely assume that. I assume that. I assume that they have pictures of them and their friends, maybe, but that would require them to have the photos developed. Yeah. And I don't know that they do that anymore. Maybe they do. But also, I think maybe they have movie posters or, you know, posters of like bands that they like or something. But I highly doubt that they have cutouts. You know, they don't have magazine cutouts because they don't I don't think they buy magazines. I don't think you can assume that magazines still exist. Right. The only thing that they don't have as much of are photos. So that's why I'm asking, because I think we assume and maybe rightfully so that kids aren't doing the same kind of things. But I don't think we should assume that. That's why I want to know if we have any parents in the audience with uh, 11 to 16 or 17 year old kids. What are they doing in their bedrooms as far as decor? Are they doing anything like we did? Uh, Yes, I want to know that as well. But to your magazine point. Yeah. Yes, they still exist. But we needed magazines to tell us what to wear. Absolutely true. To give us pictures of celebrities, Mm -hmm. to read gossip for what was going on with celebrities and and what was going on in other people's high schools and things like that. That's all in everybody's phone now. Right. But here's the thing. So the answer may be, and it probably is, no, the majority of kids compared to like the percentage of kids that were doing it back in our day, back in our day, back in our day, um, they don't do that now. But- What is the modern equivalent? Because the needs for, you know, a child of that age to express themselves in that way have not changed. It's like true. Maybe they don't have a trapper keeper that they're putting magazine covers in and cutouts in and stuff like that. But what's their modern equivalent? Is it social media of some kind that has replaced that? I think so. But in what form? I want to know what that form is. What are they going to feel nostalgic about 20 years from now? When they're looking back at their childhood. I don't feel like they're going to have as many things to be nostalgic about, to be honest with you. It's going to be like, oh, that app I used. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I want the answer to be. Yeah. So I can feel superior to these kids (laughs) nowadays. But we are still, even us, we are nostalgic about like using MySpace. Yeah. Or LimeWire and like LimeJournal. Yeah. I mean, it, it sparks a thought, right? If I could go back and view my MySpace mm-hmm. and view like the history of what my MySpace looked like. You can. You can't. 
Yes, you can. You I, I got into mine recently. You can still get into it, but you I can't mean, it's see. Difficult, but it, it is, but you can't see the different looks that you had because it's like we changed oh, that. You know what I'm true. saying? Yeah, I wish you could see. Yeah, like the versions of it. Yes, being able to change your like background yeah. and your top the song. eight. The song was very important. Your top eight. I forgot about the top eight. Yes. Yes. I remember one time, and this was as like a 20-something-year-old, but the guy that I had a crush on added me to his top eight. And he had like, you know, 800 friends or something on there. And I was such a loser. I feel like I had like 30 friends. (laughs) (laughs) But he added me in his top eight, and I just thought that was everything. Like, I remember that day. Yeah, see, I wasn't the same speed at that point. I didn't care as much about like that part mm-hmm. of my space. Yeah, but that I mean, that made me feel like a teenager. Right. You know, but even like looking at my space, it's more permanent than what is being put out now. Everything is so temporary, right? It's like taking TikTok for an example. That's not temporary. Snapchat is temporary. Right. But your use of it, how much you view something. It's not like you go back and like watch TikToks over and over and over again. When you put something up on your wall in your bedroom, it was there for you to see. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Even like with Facebook, things just pass by your feed. Same thing with Instagram. Things pass by, you consume them and then they're gone. Yeah. I just wonder what it's going to be like 20 years from now from a nostalgia standpoint. People will absolutely be nostalgic for something. I just wonder what it'll be. Me too. Good talk. Yeah, that was a sidebar. <laughs> and we're done. We're done. See ya. Goodbye. Bye. No. <laughs> we will go ahead and skip over the rest of the things on that list, though, I think. Okay. I did have a question for you, though. Okay. What was your favorite post this past week? Oh. I'm putting her on the spot here. Can I glance at my phone Of course you can. You do whatever you want to do. You are the law. <laughs> Okay, I think one of my favorite posts from this week was one that Gloria sent us. And Gloria's a listener. She's my bestie in another life, yeah. hopefully in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but she she always sends me really great content. But there is a picture from around 2004 where she's in between. There's a guy there. I don't know who the guy is. And Michelle Kwan. Yes. And they have tiny cell phones. You remember like really tiny cell phones at that point? I do. I actually commented on that post because my very first cell phone was a tiny cell phone and I accidentally threw it away in a pizza box. Oh, that's right. Yes. You've told that story on here too. I have. Yes. Yes. I never had the tiny, tiny phone. Well, maybe. No, it wasn't that tiny. Not as tiny as the ones in this picture. Yeah. But she even commented and she was like, Michelle Kwan, skinny eyebrows, tiny cell phones. Is there anything more iconic 2000s? (laughs) And the backstory was that she was really good friends with Michelle's brother. Okay. So Michelle would come out and hang out once in a while. And Mm -hmm. she said she was really nice. Was she? Yeah. Which is always nice to hear. That is nice to hear. Well, she said she was like the nicest, sweetest human being ever. Well, there I don't, you go. I don't want to quote her wrong. <laughs> but yeah, that was a really fun photo to get to because I was like, before I read her caption, I was like, is that Michelle Kwan? And she's like, yes, that's Michelle Kwan. <laughs> All right. It's time for show and tell. Show and tell. <laughs> this week we have Jenny with a G. And I just want to say that she said, and I quote, this was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Homework always is. <laughs> but thank you for doing your homework, Jenny. Yes. Her favorite 80s movie, The NeverEnding Story. She has an Orin tattoo on her back, which is the amulet that Atreyu gets from the childlike empress. That is so fun. 
She also loves The Labyrinth and Indiana Jones. All good ones. All adventure movies. Yes. Favorite 80s song, Hell's Bells by ACDC. reminds me of my dad and how he would regularly explain that ACDC is the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Well, your dad was correct. <laughs> my school soccer team would come out to Hell's Bells. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fun. Favorite 90s movie, Selena. Yes. Titanic. She said, I remember coming home from watching in the theater and putting on Celine Dion and crying hysterically all over again. <laughs> I feel you. I did go watch that more than once in the theater. Yeah, you did. did. We all know I saw it many times, <laughs> one of which I puked in. Whoops. You haven't heard that story? Go back to the early episodes. Yeah, I think that was in um, the Smurfs slash Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure episode ah, Yeah. at the end. I wish we could put out like an audience poll to say, do you want us to remaster the first episode? Like redo it or just leave it as is. Because it's definitely, you know, our early work. Yes. Someone told me the other day that they were listening to the, our first episode and I was like, oh, God. They're like, yeah, don't <laughs> listen to that. It's, I mean, for us, it's a little embarrassing. Yes. Because occasionally I just start at the beginning and, and listen to the show just to see how we've progressed. Right. And when I listen to that one, it is painful. But I will say there are podcasts that I listen to that are my faves that I listen to from the beginning. And you can definitely tell where they've gotten into their stride and they've become more confident. Yes. It's better produced, you know, all of that. And I think that people can see the same with us. I hope they do. They can. But how many people are put off of the show? Right. That's, that's our only thing. It's like, I feel like our first episode should be something that would actually right. hook them. I mean, it has hooked a lot of people, but it's probably turned some people away, too. Yes. Not, I'm not saying like we're amazing podcasters now, but we are. <laughs> I'm just saying like that episode is a little bit different from a production standpoint. Yes. To what it is that we try to produce now. I just want to know everybody's opinion because I really want to do it, but I'm very hesitant. Well, I don't know that it really, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter what they think, yes. but I don't know that people that have already heard it would listen to it again. I see your point, but there's still a listener of the show and I value their opinion, even okay. though you don't. No, I do. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't. Okay. Stop it. I'm just curious because it's like right now it's a decision saying, though, of two. Are you saying, that we would re-record the whole thing like, yes. and do it now? We would do it as we do now with the same – we'd probably keep the same outline because we have the outline. And I might even do the intro in a similar fashion because that was a very different way of doing the intro. Yeah, we don't do it that way anymore. No. Honestly, it was tons more work doing it that way. But it's simpler and, and I, sounds I, better now. I prefer how we have it now. But, you know, it's still a moment in time. It is a moment in time. <laughs> I'm nostalgic about it already. All right. We'll just leave it as is then. <laughs> Sorry. Another sidebar. This episode is going to be four hours long. Oh. Her final 90s movie, Goodfellas. Didn't watch it in the actual 90s, of course. Ha ha. <laughs> I did. I did not. I watched it later on in life. Oh, really? Yes. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. But I just had no interest in it when I was a kid. Like yeah, I can see it. I enjoyed it later on. Okay, favorite 90s song, Wannabe by Spice Girls. Yo, I 
everybody, Backstreet Boys. And the Macarena. <laughs> and the Macarena. And Macarena. All right. <laughs> what? Did you just say all right? Isn't that what they say? All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I what did they just, say there? I just always thought it was, uh, like, not, not an actual word. All right. <laughs> uh, I, maybe it is. <laughs> the best part is watching you do the dance while you say it. <laughs> do it one more time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, man. So she says, I remember one of my friend's birthday parties, all the girls dancing to this on her front porch. Fun memory. That, that is, is a, fun. That's a very fun memory. Yeah. I remember learning this in our living room with my sister and one of her friends. They had gone on a cruise and they came back. They taught me like the Macarena, the chicken dance. The I already knew the electric slide, but we were doing all the dances that they did on the cruise that I didn't know previously. You didn't know the chicken dance? I don't think had so. Did you not go to a wedding? Uh, I mean, not one that had dancing. Huh? No. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I was well-versed in the chicken dance <laughs> by the 90s. Favorite 80s, 90s TV show, Sailor Moon. My best friend in third grade and I tried to start a Sailor Moon club. Oh, I love it. The teacher let us do a presentation about it to the whole class. No one joined. Oh. Oh. Oh, that is a stab to the heart. That is a stab to the heart. Well, I would have joined. Me too. <laughs> she also added The Muppet Show, Muppet Babies, Eureka's Castle, and then now in reruns, I love Seinfeld and Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. No. <laughs> this was such a great list until Murder, She Wrote. Oh. Oh, my gosh. That would make me run out of the room. I'm sorry, Ginny. I'm glad you love that show. I just don't. <laughs> it's like a I, I never watched it I remember it being on to me that feels like a I'm homesick and I'm, yes. I'm like changing the channels any other show line up with it of course the price is right no there's one other one Matlock I knew you were gonna say Matlock <laughs> yes and then I have this memory of being sick this wasn't during the day but at night like actually I think I had a fever and I felt really bad and I was watching something and then I had fallen asleep and then MASH started to play. Oh no. And I... Dun, 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 oh no, don't even do it. I hate... Dun, 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 I hate that theme song so much. And honestly, I think because of the fact that I was so weak because I was sick that you I couldn't, couldn't change, the, change channel. the channel. Said to sit through back. I just sit there and I just lay there with my eyes closed and it, it was on. It was probably funny. So yeah. from then on, I could not. I, every time I hear it, I'm just I can't take it. I'm glad she loves Murder She Wrote. I'm sorry <laughs> to cast so many aspersions on Murder She Wrote. You should be. All right, favorite toys: Grand Champion horses, My Little Ponies, and Barbies. Favorite games: Dream Phone. Yes. Pretty Pretty Princess. Candyland, Oregon Trail, then a bit later, the N64. High five, I loved my N64 so much. I played Super Mario 64 endlessly, <laughs> as well as Goldeneye. Favorite books, the BFG, the Saddle Club series, and Goosebumps. Favorite places in the mall, Newberry Comics. I had forgotten about that. Now, I can't remember what was there. Was it like magazines and stuff? I didn't have a Newberry comic. The name of it is so familiar to me. I'll have to look it up. 
and then Claire's, Deb. And a bit later, Hot Topic. Yes. So some other nostalgic things that she remembers fondly. Being so excited for Happy Meal toys. Yes. My parents not letting me play with certain Beanie Babies and dolls because I was going to pay for college with them. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing for a little while, I too. I know. Super Soaker Fights. Having a big net in the corner of my room with all my stuffies. Yes. Stuffed animals? Yes. Ah, stuffies. I never had one of those nets, but I had friends that did, and I was jealous of them. I've never seen a stuffy net. Really? Yeah. I know I shared a picture where someone had one in their bedroom, but it's been a while, so. Anyway, thank you, Jenny. This was fun. Thank you. That was a really good show and tell. You may go and sit down, Jenny. Back to your seat. So sorry that he shaded you for the murder she wrote. I feel bad now. I take it back. So if you would like to be featured in our show and tell segment, you can DM us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod or email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. There is a very fun Facebook group, the Cozy Club fans of we don't want to grow up. You can help support the podcast by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And if you like our content, we really appreciate you giving us a five-star rating and a quick review. It may be annoying that we ask this all the time, but those numbers do matter for us. So if you haven't done that, please just take a few moments of your time. And share about the podcast and our social media. If you have any friends or family that you think might enjoy it, spread the word. Let them know. Now it's time for our movie. Our feature presentation. 1997. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. so excited to do this one and it's also very timely because there is a big prom scene yes in this one and we're talking about prom a lot you know tis the season directed by david merkin written by robin schiff who wrote the stage play the ladies room which featured the characters of Romy and michelle and starred lisa kudrow this fascinated me. I had no idea that these characters existed before Romeo and Michelle or mm-hmm. that Lisa Kudrow played Michelle before. Exactly. That's why she's so good at it. Nailed it. <laughs> so it's a buddy comedy about two 28-year-old women, besties, Romeo and Michelle, who are about to attend their 10-year high school reunion. They haven't really been successful in life, so they kind of make up these <laughs> these fake careers to try to impress their former classmates. The A group. <laughs> so cast-wise, we have Mira Sorvino as Romy White and Lisa Kudrow as Michelle Weinberger. Janine Garofalo, one of my faves, yes. as Heather Mooney and Alan Cummings as Sandy Frank. Julia Campbell as Christy Masters and Vincent Ventresca as Billy Christensen. <laughs> Cameron Mannheim as Toby Walters and Mia Cotet as Cheryl Quick. Elaine Hendricks as Lisa Luter and Kristen Bauer as Kelly Possinger. Kristen played Pam on True Blood. Yes. <laughs> Jacob Vargas as Ramon and Justin Thoreau as Clarence the Cowboy. Tate Taylor as Casey Deegan and Rick Pascalone as Mark Black. So fun facts. The idea for the characters of Romeo and Michelle first came to shift when she overheard a conversation between two women in a bathroom at an L.A. club. 
I love that. <laughs> I wish I could have known exactly what that conversation was that fueled this movie. I know. And I want to know if there are any conversations, because sometimes the conversations we hear between Romeo and Michelle are so random. Yeah. Like there's one where they're like, oh, I hate throwing up in public. And the other one's like, me too. And I'm just, <laughs> and it's so out of nowhere that you're right. like, I wonder if that's part of the conversation that she overheard. I hope it was. So Australian actress Tony Collette was originally cast as Romy. Huh. I guess she backed out because of how daunting the Romy accent was, which we always comment on. The Romy accent is so perplexing, though, because in the article that we read, you know, it was just because it was a Valley Girl accent. But like Mira Sorvino, when you hear her speak, just sounds normal. Yeah. <laughs> quote unquote normal. But she adds a little something to that. It's just it's not your typical Valley Girl accent. There is something that is so unique that it is very Romy. And you know how I love to try to impersonate things that I hear. <laughs> it is so difficult. It is. Especially like the O's that she does are so unique. It, it's hard for me to if unless I'm watching it and I say it with her, I, I can't do it. It's so perplexing. I can only do it accidentally. Yeah. I was reading from uh, YM Magazine for our Most Embarrassing Stories episode that we recorded today. And I said something and I was like, that sounded like Romy. And you're like, it did. And so I like redid it normally. Yeah. And I I guarantee you if I tried to do it right now, I couldn't recreate it. Well done, Mira, I guess. Yeah. Creating a very unique accent. I mean, it's iconic. Yes. So Janine Garofalo was chosen for the role of Heather because she had previously worked with Merkin on The Larry Sanders Show. In 1998, Mira Sorvino, Lisa Kudrow, and Alan Cumming were nominated for Best Dance Sequence at the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, Mike Myers won for Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Did he really? Yeah. Their dance was better. I agree. But I mean, tough competition. It is. I mean, Austin Powers was, was the more popular movie. It was movie. huge. It was gigantic. So I see why it won, but the actual better dance was this one. I mean, it's it's very fancy. <laughs> so there was a pilot for a show called Just Temporary that would feature Romeo and Michelle. And the pilot was written by Robin Schiff. And both Lisa Kudrow and Christy Meller reprised their roles from the play for the pilot, but the show wasn't picked up for the fall schedule. But NBC did air the pilot on September 1st, 1999, which was after Romeo and Michelle, the movie came out. I want to see that. I'm sure we could probably find it somewhere. We've got to find it. I just think, why air the pilot? Were they like trying to see if people were interested? Yeah, because I I don't think Romeo and Michelle was like a huge hit. When it first came out. So then it's like, well, let's see how the pilot does now that we've released the movie. But I bet at that point, people were like, "Uh, I only want to see Mira Servino as Romy. Yeah. You know, so that probably wouldn't have. Or did Christy Meller reprise her role that she played in the movie? And we don't know who Romy was. I think Christy Meller is who played Romy in the play. play? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because only Lisa was in the play, not Mira. Gotcha. Well, we'll have to check it out. I know. I want to see if I can find it. A prequel TV movie, Romy and Michelle, in the beginning, premiered on ABC Family on May 30th, 2005. Catherine Heigl played Romy and Alexandra Breckenridge played Michelle. Wow. 2005 is when Grey's Anatomy came out. Yeah. So that was right there at the same time. When would Grey's Anatomy have come out? When 2005. When, but was it a fall premiere? 
Like, was this pre-that? Oh, yeah. This would have been before that, yeah. Uh, so nobody really knew Katherine Heigl yet, right? I knew her from My Father the Hero. Oh. And she was in a movie, Wish Upon a Star, which was a Disney movie. Okay. Was, she had been in stuff. And okay. she modeled for J.C. Penney's and Sears catalogs. Any Delia's? Uh, no, I don't no, think so. No, just J.C. Penney's. Not that I, I've never seen her in a Delia's. But. Okay. On that front, as far as adopting things, a musical adaptation premiered at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle, Washington in summer 2017. I would love to see a musical adaptation of this. Yes. People just keep adapting this story. (laughs) So all the costumes in the movie are from costume designer Mona May, who also designed the costumes for the San Francisco production of the original stage play Ladies Room. And she's been the costume designer for tons of great projects, most notably, in my mind, Clueless. I mean, hello. And... Side note, she follows us on Instagram. Woohoo! I follow her too, but I just was so excited because I think she started following us when we covered Clueless on the podcast and I did a lot of this or that's with the fashion on Instagram and stories. And so she must follow like the Clueless hashtag or something. So she found us and started following. You know, these are good costumes when I notice like somebody's dresses. I love their dresses. Yeah, they're iconic. I think I've said iconic like three times and we're only a little ways in. It's Sorry. all good. It's all Apologies. good. Apologies. It's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Romy and Michelle's apartment building on Venice Beach in LA is now a hotel called Venice Suites. It's located at 417 Ocean Front Walk if you want to go visit it. So now I know where we're staying when we go to LA next. I noticed when they did like a zoom in shot of it, it did stick out. It was like brick, but pastel colored windows. Yes. I was thinking, I mean, I know that they, I guess, feel like they were losers or whatever because they were had been living together since high school. Yeah. But like, hello, like you have an apartment on the beach. Except that. And I mean, it did look like it was a studio, but right. still... I mean, it's not bad. No, not bad at all. (laughs) Yes, one of you is unemployed and, you know. And there's no way that you could actually pay for that, but that's fine. (laughs) It's fine. So David Merkin disclosed that the dance scene at the end to Time After Time was originally meant to be a disco dance that was an homage to Saturday Night Fever, which is kind of funny, though, because the girls perform like they do a choreographed dance number at the club. Yes. To a remix of Staying Alive. Mm hmm. So maybe they scrapped it there, but still used it. Right. But then they decided to use instead the silly yet emotional scene that ended up in the film. And when the scene tested with audiences, it was polarizing. The dance scene was? Yes. Oh. Just because it was kind of weird to them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but I just think it's it's funny. I mean, it's it's like a contemporary dance. It is. That they suddenly all know. And the dance floor is cleared. Yes. And they do all of a sudden know this dance, but it's, I mean, that's just fun. That's movie magic, right? Mm -hmm. So he considered not using the scene at all. But I mean, now I think that that's probably one of the first things people think of when they think of the movie. So yeah, I'm glad he left it in. I'm sure he's glad he left it in too. Same here. All right. Favorite moments. Are you ready? Ready. You go first. All right. My first one, the whole 70 years later sequence. (laughs) We flash forward 70 years, Michelle is old and married to Sandy Frank, and they are rich. We find out that Romy is on her deathbed. Michelle calls her and wants to repair their relationship, but Romy is still holding on to the I'm the Mary comment 
that caused their big argument. I'm the Mary. I'm the Mary. I'm the your pasty hag on a deathbed. And so we have a really funny sequence of events where we end up seeing Romy passing away, but flipping the camera flipping, off. Flipping the camera off. <laughs> and Michelle saying, I'm the Mary. I'm the Mary. Listen, and, it's all about who's cuter. Yes. Hugh's cuter? Hugh's cuter. Hugh's cuter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just perfect. I love that scene. Also, Lisa Kudrow has gorgeous white long hair that I was thinking like maybe I will not be one of those people that conforms and makes my hair short when I get old. Maybe I'll have long, luxurious white gray hair. I hope that you do because I love long, luxurious white hair. I think we buck the system. Let's do it. (laughs) We'll both do it. You're going to grow your hair long too? Yeah, I'll look like uh, the Malfoy father in Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) What I want you to do is when your hair turns white, then dye it purple. Dye it purple again. Yes. So I can finally see it. All right. I'll do it. (laughs) Deal. We're going to be the kooky aunts and uncles. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dyed his hair purple again. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully one of our nieces and nephews loves us enough to take care of us. I hope so. Okay, my first favorite moment is really a moment throughout the whole thing. It's the fashion. The fashion is a moment. Shout out again to Mona May. I love every single outfit in this film. Like you have the 90s clubbing outfits, that metallic silver sparkly dress that Romy wears with the purse that looks like a kind of like a lunchbox or a makeup bag. Yes. The casual laundromat outfits, the 80s flashback. They wear their Madonna looks to the prom. They nailed it. Everybody's making fun of them, but I think they look better than everybody else there. They do. Their workout outfits. Don't even get me started. Every time. That was actually one of my favorite moments, their workout outfits. But I took it out because I saw this was your moment. Thank you. (laughs) Those giant platforms on the treadmill. (laughs) uh, They're all and they're wearing like, I don't even know what that material is, but it's like, what's the word? Not vinyl, but like. Yeah, it's like plasticky vinyl looking, but still flexible. And like so colorful. All of their fashion yes. is colorful aside from the, the business suits. But I even love their business suits. They look very chic. All the fruit <laughs> on the dresses and the accessories. Usually Michelle's wearing them. But like cherries and apples and lemons. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> even like at the end when they they're like giving Heather a makeover and she has a dress that has lemons all over it. Yeah. And of course, the iconic dress. Uh, there I go with iconic again. But the dresses at the end. That they change into at the reunion. Like that shiny material. Michelle is in this girly pink dress with the fur trim. And Romy's in the in the blue one that almost looks like she's a superhero. She does kind of look like a superhero. Yes. And speaking of, did everybody see the Lisa and Mira reunion a few weeks ago at the SAG Awards? No. Oh, my gosh. Like they they presented at the SAG Awards and they came out and they're both wearing suits. <laughs> Lisa is wearing a pink one. Amira is wearing a blue one, like the same like pastel colors of their dresses at the end of the movie. It was amazing. It's just so cool to see. And then I saw a backstage video where they're doing a little bit of their dance from the end of the movie. It (laughs) made me a little emotional. Yeah. Do you think that Mona designed those suits for them? I don't know. I I should ask her. I hope she did. She's my bestie and all. (laughs) 
All right, number two for me, Romy and Michelle's choreographed dance at the club. The staying alive the one? The staying alive one. It always sticks out to me. I just love how they do not care whatsoever what anybody thinks. I know. And they've got it all planned out and they nail it. I love their little dance. It makes me so happy because they're in their own little worlds. And I understand what that's like when you have a friend that you're so close to that while you have, you know, you're, you're around other people and you have other friends, but there's just... They're like background noise to yes, what you're doing. Your little universe. Yeah. Now, I was never bold enough to do something like that. No. But I admire their confidence. My second favorite moment, because it just cracks me up, is when Michelle says to Romy, Did you lose weight? Actually, I have been trying this new fat-free diet I invented. All I've had to eat for the past six days are gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corns. God, I wish I had your discipline. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Buddy the Elf. It is exactly it's like Buddy the Elf. It's a fashionable Buddy the Elf. Yes. All right. My third moment, Heather Mooney's entrance into the reunion. <laughs> she comes in with such power. I mean, she blasts right past Toby with her customary f*** off <laughs> and just keeps plowing She's right gotta in. She's got to get a name tag. She's yeah. got to get her name tag. That's exactly what I would do. If I went to a reunion, I would not be putting on a name tag. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> I didn't put it in here, but I, I had written down to when Heather comes into the car dealership and she's talking to Romy. Yeah. And we find out that she's like invented this fast burning cigarette. And when she's talking about how she was in love with Sandy and, and she's just like, I can't remember what she says, but she's just like, I was in love with him. And she like keeps looking at the people behind her like yes. they even care what she's talking about. Like twice she looks back. Yeah. It was important. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best. She is. My third favorite moment when Romy at the reunion is trying to impress the A group and she holds up her flip phone and she says, hey, if anybody needs to make a call, I've got a phone. And they are not impressed, but it always makes me laugh. And that phone seems so huge. It was a really big phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a Zach Morris phone in flip phone form. Yes. It's like the next iteration of the Zach phone. Yeah. All right, HMs. We've talked about it, but I have to call it out. Romy's accent. I don't have a clue where she came up with it, but just hearing her talk makes me laugh throughout the whole movie. Me too. It doesn't even matter what she's saying. It's just funny. It is funny. <laughs> Hi. Hey, um, great suit. Is that an Armani? Well, I thought so. So what do you do? My first HM... <laughs> Is when Romeo and Michelle ask the lady at the diner, do you have some sort of businesswoman special? <laughs> the look on her face. So she's just like, what? And they're like, you know, because we're businesswomen. <laughs> I love and, when she's like, well, what do you do? And they're just like, they just stare at each other because yeah. they didn't think about that part. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Are my second HM, Romy's line at the club when the suit salesman is hitting on her and she wants to get out. She's like, would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is filling up with blood. <laughs> and she limps off. <laughs> that is the best way to get out of an awkward situation. I hope someone somewhere has used that line and it actually got them out of an uncomfortable situation. Please remind me next time we're out to use that if I'm feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. My next HM is from the beginning of the movie when they're watching Pretty Woman. 
And at first they're making fun of it, which annoys me because Pretty Woman is so amazing. Yeah. But then they're like, but it is kind of sad. And then, you know, they get into their feelings about it because we see her being turned away when she's trying to shop. And then when they (laughs) when Edward takes Vivian back and she gets to be spoiled. Yes. By all of these people working at this store. We need more sucking up. Yes. And (laughs) and Michelle's like, I just get really happy when they finally let her shop. (laughs) All right, my final HM, Romy and Michelle's Dance with Sandy Frank. The second hand unwind. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. If you fall, we mentioned it, but what a performance. Time after time is playing in the background. They have the entire dance floor to themselves. And they're in their kick-ass dresses. So to me, that's the most memorable scene of this movie. And I also love that Sandy is in his sneakers. That's probably some that use the rubber that got him rich, I would assume. But oh, yeah. He's got some nice sneakers on. <laughs> Tagging on to that, I love the fact that, you know, he asks Michelle to dance, but she's like, only if Romy can dance with us. It's a sweet moment. That is a real friend mm-hmm. because Romy has just been crushed and disappointed by Billy Christensen. And, you know, they had already been fighting and everything. So it was just like a real stamp on their friendship of like we're together solidarity yes that's kind of how i felt you know not on the dance floor but just friendship wise it's like if you don't get along with my best friend we might have problems right you know and luckily you and my best friend are kind of the male and female versions of each other that's right (laughs) (laughs) you like a lot of the same things we do (laughs) and you were both born the same year and you both have green eyes and you were born in the same area Mm mm-hmm That is wild. Go figure. This I just thought was a funny little moment when Romy asks Michelle if she thinks Billy will dance with her. And Michelle's like, nobody's going to say no to anyone tonight. And then a few seconds later, Sandy comes up and asks Michelle to dance. And she's just like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) And this kind of ties into that realization that like Heather had at the end Mm. where it's like everybody, pretty much everybody, I guess, except for the A group had somebody in high school that bullied them or made them feel bad. And then also they were that someone that made someone else feel bad. Yeah. Like she, this whole time is thinking she's innocent. These other people made her feel bad, but then she didn't realize she'd been bullying Toby the whole time. Exactly. And the same with like Michelle was mean to Sandy all the time. Mm -hmm. But then they're talking about how the A group was mean to them, you know? Who was Romy mean to? Anybody? I don't think we really saw her be mean to anyone. She's perfect. She's perfect. Yes. Were you mean to anyone? I know. I was thinking about that. I was like, if I was, it's definitely a case of somebody would have to tell me that I was because I don't think that I was. I don't think I was either, but who knows? But to be fair, I mean, I really wasn't bullied by anyone. Yeah, me either. I had, not even in high school though, I think like middle school, maybe somebody said something mean to me. And I, I mean, I'll, I still remember it, you know. I did get bullied on the bus once. Oh, yeah. And your sister beat them up. Yeah. Actually, I did have an incident in high school. I mean, this wasn't like throughout all of high school. I think I may have talked about this before when I had a party. Mm-hmm. My parents were out of town and these two people showed up and some other friends of mine made them leave. But I think it's because they were known to be a little more rowdy and I was like trying to be low key. Low key, yeah. And I hadn't personally invited them, but it just it was one of those that became bigger than it was. 
And they were so mad that they got kicked out of the party that they then would like, they hated me for a while. So they they would like yell stuff at me and they stole signs out of my mom's yard. Like she had like, you know, signs like by the flowers or something. I don't know what it said, but they stole it. And then they would come up around me and be like, signs, signs everywhere, signs. They'd sing the song just to torture me. What a bunch of dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't last long, but I, I mean, I hated every second of it. I don't doubt it. I wouldn't have liked that either. But I didn't do anything like that to anyone. Yeah, me either. So we're perfect. Perfect. We're the Romies. <laughs> have you gone to any of your high school reunions? I have not. You? No. Will we? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Our 10-year reunion, I was living in Orlando still, and like I knew about it, but at that point, I just didn't, I don't know, I just didn't feel like traveling up here. Yeah. <laughs> it was in like August, I think, which is like right around the time of the new school year for me, which is really busy, and I had already been home for the summer. Like I used to only come home at Christmas and in the summer, usually around the 4th of July. Well, I don't know how many have actually happened. I've seen talk of at least one, but the 10 year would have been 2005, 20, of course, 2015. So the 25th year would have fallen during COVID. So maybe the 30 year if they have one. Yeah, maybe. I know. I remember, you know, my 20 year would have been in 2018. So, I mean, I was here, we were here, but I don't know. I don't remember why. You know what? I think that it was the, oh, I remember it was the same weekend as my bridal shower. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I had people in from out of town and all of that. Yeah. It was the same day as my bridal shower. If we had the 20 year, I probably could have gone. I just, maybe I missed it. The problem is it's like, I was friends with so many people like in my grade, but then like outside of my grade, I want like a, a five-year span reunion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I want to see a lot of people. And my worry is like, we'll go to like my 30 year reunion and there'll be like five people there and it'll be awkward. You know, so I want there to be enough people that I can mingle and work the crowd. You need a reunion for your original school and then your public school. Yeah, I do. Because that's definitely two different vibes. They are, but both of them are tiny in comparison to like a normal school. There was only 90 kids in my public school class. Oh, I didn't realize that. And there was like five in my private school (laughs) class. So I would actually probably have more fun going to my private school class. Because you grew up with those people. I did. And it's like that is an intimate experience when you have five people that the majority have gone through multiple years with you. Yeah. You just need to like next time we're up, just like try to have dinner with those five people and their significant others. Well, they don't all live there. Well, honestly, I don't know where any of them live. Well, Uh I know where one lives and I don't know where the rest are. Hmm. I'd have to look. Interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, so when we're my 30 year, well, I guess they'll do a 25 year. What would be my 25 year? You were 98, right? Yeah. So 2022. That's this year. That's this year. We'll see what's going on. We'll have to see if it happens. I feel like it always happens in August. August is such a a weird time, and we usually have family come visit during that time. But keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out. Yeah. All right. We've gone long. We have. So we'll only do one song from 97. What do you have? Ooh, I've got to whittle it down. I know. We picked three. (sighs) Yes. Just because this song is so memorable, still to this day, I'm going with Pony by Genuine.
thinking Magic Mike. <laughs> I didn't watch Magic Mike. <laughs> this just makes me feel like it's 1997. I know. Well, it makes me feel like it's 1997, but then it also makes me think of Magic Mike. Okay. And the one I'm choosing, apologies if I have already mentioned this. We have done so many episodes yeah. that I forget what all we have picked in the past. But I'm choosing All For You by Sister Hazel. And the reason I'm choosing it is because I have some memories attached to it. We had like a school talent show at the end of the year. I may have told this story. I apologize if I have. But where people would go up and sing songs and do whatever. But we, with this song, a big group of us, like my whole friend group went up. A few of the guys in our friend group that played guitar, you know, played. And we all just belted out this song on the stage in front of all the rest of the school. And I'm sure they all just thought we were idiots, but we had the best time. <laughs> and I have a, like two pictures of us up on the stage and you can't even really, I can see like my arm in the picture. Like I can't, <laughs> you can't even see me in it, but it just makes me happy because I yeah. remember that feeling like that was just such a fun moment. And then I have another memory attached to it where it was like in the summer before my senior year and we were at a party and I ended up in a car. One of my friends, they have like an SUV and we were trying to get out and it was like a muddy hill and it was like four wheeling up this hill. Like it was crazy. But a bunch of us were piled into the car and I was piled into the car with my guy that I hadn't seen in a couple months. Your crush who's away at college or was. No, not not yet. No, not yet. But it was like a pivotal moment for me that night. But like. You know, it it still didn't end up going the way that I wanted to after that. But that was like a good night. Yeah. And I just remember that song was playing and we were singing in the car. Was it? Yeah. All right. But nothing, you know, too risque to say in front of my husband. Ooh, (laughs) questioning you right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it was still just like this weird moment that I don't remember a lot of that night of like how I got there, how I got home. Were you wrecked? No, but I just it was like a blur. Well, it's I didn't a long go time to ago, a lot too. of the parties, though. Oh, really? But but I finally went to this party. It was at this guy's house that they called it the Ponds, which is like he was rich. I think his parents were like whatever they were. They had a lot of land. Yeah, they would have a lot of parties there, and I didn't go to a lot of them. But I did go to this one. Crushed it that night. <laughs> it was memorable, anyway. All right, I guess that's it. That was a very good episode. Audience, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. And don't forget to have a Romeo and Michelle day. Goodbye. Bye.